ये इंटरनेशनल गेम है सुनील दिमाग से खेला जाता है गुस्से से नहीं Hello everybody and welcome to episode 101 of Hoop Darshan. Hoop Darshan. 101 episodes current. I'm still I'm still not believing the fact that we hit a century and we're yeah. powering through on on track for 200. Yeah, once once 100 is over everything else is easy. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um so we'll get there we'll get there in no time, I'm sure. Uh hopefully by then we can we can travel to like other countries and there's no pandemic and then there's uh, there may be a professional basketball league in india maybe just maybe i think you're <laughs> now talking science fiction let's let's stick to the facts koshik <laughs> <laughs> absolutely absolutely so obviously we've got we've got a few things lined up this episode but before that i think it's uh, as we always do kar um episode number 101 which means we're relating that back to the 2001 title yes uh, another sure. another great great year for me as a as a child laker fan who's falling in love with this beautiful sport uh, what are your memories from the 2001 finals i would say the second greatest playoff run uh, of all time mm-hmm. what uh, the greatest one in my opinion is the 2017 warriors but the 2001 lakers really were just they went 4 4 4 5 and it it took allen averson having that just insane uh, 48 point game including the very memeable tyron lu uh, a step over to defeat that the the laker uh, shaq kobe team uh, i must say it, it was just um, I, they were an in in uh, invincible beast that team so uh, yes that that's all that there is to say about it they were they were pretty much invincible i think i mean i, I think you know when you talk about oh in historically which team would beat which team would the lakers beat the warriors of 2016 would they beat the bulls of 96 or whatever uh mm-hmm. i think in my opinion i think the 2001 playoff lakers are the ones that are considered the best version of these kobe shack lakers even though the during the season they weren't that great in the playoffs they just turned it to another notch yeah yeah this was definitely a very flip the switch team uh and i don't think yeah i i agree with you like i think the golden state run from 2017 is probably the the best that i've seen but there was a certain level of dominance that the shack and kobe had during this playoff run which is just which is just unmatched from like a two some that I, I haven't seen since so um yeah it's interesting that uh, a lot of us remember the Iverson game and the uh, and the very memeable moment as you said um yeah. very quickly Karan like do you what do you think we as a as a NBA fan group um have arrived at in terms of a consensus on Allen Iverson I feel like he was incredibly beloved during his peak and then he kind of kind of took a little bit of a downturn maybe because of the way his his career ended and everything but he's kind of come back and now we hold him and we realize just how special he was right and he's, he's a very unique player in the sense that he was uh he was one of those people who were like you wouldn't expect his style to succeed 
given his size. So what do you sort of remember of AI? It, it's very interesting you asking me this question because uh, I I spoke in great depth about AI very recently actually on the Ball is Bay podcast, which is going to be relevant uh, to this episode. Um, I, I spoke about AI and that was just about, you know, less than a month ago, I think. Um, my opinion on AI is that anyone who has actually watched Allen Iverson play basketball loves him. I don't think I know a single person who has not, you know, I, I think the only people who judge AI are the ones who probably never lived through that era and, 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 and that therefore judge him just based on, you know, the, the box scores and numbers and the advanced stats. Because if you watch yeah. him play and you don't love him, then you are a flawed human being and I don't trust you. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's true. Alan Iverson yes. was just, he was just, I, it, it goes beyond basketball. I think he was, it was poetry, you know. He was something that uh, you would need more than box scores to define. You would need literary geniuses to define him. Uh, and and I feel similarly every once in a while players come that you know who who have these phases. I think um, Michael Jordan had it. Steph Curry ha- has had it. You know where it, it's beyond just uh, what you see on the on on paper. You actually have to watch them play to see why why people are so passionate about them. And I think Iverson was one of those greats. Absolutely, absolutely. Fun fact, Karen. Um, the i threes were yes. the first pair of like. Um, collection shoes that that i had um, oh, when i was nice. when i was younger yeah those were incredibly popular everything iverson did fashion wise yes. was like <laughs> insanely popular so uh yes. uh we are on iverson i will finish this with this uh, another fun fact i finally got to watch him play in person in in china in 2012 so you can imagine this is like old iverson way past his prime iverson he was playing mm-hmm. in this um, U.S. All-Stars team. They were called U.S. All-Stars, but they were. It was basically uh, Allen Iverson, Jason, the White Chalk Williams, and a bunch of other players who have formerly played in the NBA, like bit roles. And they were playing against Stefan Marbury's Beijing Ducks. And nice. I, I came back from that really sad because Iverson was so washed up and just, just not there. <laughs> so it was. It was really sad to see. I mean, you know. He was he was completely unfit, completely washed up, just really not you know present in the moment. So uh, mm-hmm. it, it was sad to see a sort of childhood icon play that way, but at least I got to see him play. So yeah, absolutely, absolutely, good stuff. Good, good little couple of fun facts to start the show. But uh, Karen, we've got to do our Indian basketball roundup and uh, and oh and a couple God. of couple of amazing things happened. We have to talk about. We have to talk about Vishesh's shot. So, the shot. Uh, you you, oh. you were watching this live and you were live tweeting this, right? I saw this in person. So let's just get it done with. This is one of the greatest shots in Indian basketball history. Vishesh Bhrigavanshi, the brown mamba, take a bow. Come on. Uh, Kaushik, he, he is one of the favorites of this podcast. So, of course, we are, we are uh, overjoyed by his success. He's from my hometown, of course. I, I I know I mentioned that every single time I get a chance to. <laughs> I take a lot of pride in it. Uh, but uh, yeah, it was an incredible shot. India nearly blew that game. We nearly choked that game. We were up 10 points in the with like five minutes to go, four minutes to go. And in typical fashion, we you know our, the legs gave way. The shots started coming up short. Um, sorry, the shots started coming up short. 
lots of turnovers and uh, Lebanon tied the game but just in the very final uh, few sec few 20 seconds was very reminiscent of Michael Jordan 1998 against the Utah Jazz if i must say because Lebanon uh oh, so sorry what am i saying Iraq, Iraq. it was against Iraq my, my mistake we, we we lost to Lebanon a few days later that's what i was going to hey say. that that game didn't happen <laughs> <laughs> but, but but uh it, it, Iraq had the ball with about 25 seconds to go and they had a chance to win this game uh actually it might have been more than 25 seconds because they uh i knew i, I remember thinking that india would have enough time in our hands in case there is a, a miss you know in case they run out of the shot clock and iraq's best player turns it over and uh, to arabin anadurai who also had a really good game and so so india get a steal and india get a game winning shot and it was just incredible it was a game winning three by vishesh india almost screwed it up because not only did we uh, you know screw up the lead but it was almost goal tended by our, by our own player vishesh's game winner so uh, but in the end the, the shot counted and india won the game and now uh, we are, we have a chance to qualify for the fiba asia cup so that's so amazing i'm so excited that's that's incredible did you see what the the fiba um, box score algorithm or like person who was putting it in called it it was a floating three pointer i don't think that, i've ever seen that's exactly uh, I, what it was <laughs> yeah i don't think i've seen any any shot called a floating three pointer but i couldn't think of a more apt description for that um yeah it, it, it was amazing because arvind anadare obviously um he, he made a great defensive play which uh, which caused the steal and the turnover and vishesh raised up the court it was also really interesting that he almost had a basket interference on that and golden did it so it would have been it would have been quite the anti climax if that was the there was a result but uh, the basketball gods were definitely on on our side at that on that day um, were, any and, other and, and and the thing is that india should be qualifying for the fiba asia cup anyways so yes. I, i know at the end of the day we are going to be excited about this opportunity but but this in reality this is the base minimum that we expect that we at least get yes. there so um, hooray for uh, almost achieving the base minimum we haven't achieved it yet but we have a chance now um hey, if if that doesn't say anything about india in 2021 i don't know, I don't know what does <laughs> uh, uh, any any other takeaways from from that game and uh, maybe maybe a little bit more about the the lebanon game that we lost but actually didn't happen um yeah, so, I, so we can just talk about the big good game <laughs> I don't think anyone expected much from the Lebanon game. We actually ended up playing pretty well considering um we had lost mm-hmm. by like 600 points in the first uh in the first leg against Lebanon. So it was a pretty close game until the end or at least like until the last whatever quarter. Um a sh- shout out to Muinbek Hafiz who's becoming finally becoming the, the sort of backcourt mate that we wanted for Vishesh for a long time. He has become one of the breakout stars in these over the last like two years in indian basketball uh yeah. arabin we mentioned uh, he has been uh, we can't even call him a breakout star anymore he has been on the he's uh, a legit star now he, he's he's been on the radar for a long enough time so um and of course shout out to coach uh, veslin matic uh great job in sort of bringing the team together you know i'm sure it must be so difficult post covid to even have any sort of team chemistry which yeah anyways the team doesn't get out to play together 
and and yeah. then you go together you play this game in this neutral ground and to win in this fashion so uh, yeah uh, i hope this run continues and we can actually make the, the free bay shake up yeah current i don't know about you but uh, my favorite moment of this match actually wasn't the vishay shot but um, that was only because youtube geo blocked me from watching this so the only thing i could actually watch was the post match press conference yeah. and um, coach veselin matic made a beautiful statement about how uh, because of covid and because of all the all the things that happened preventing players from being able to train and stuff like that he said every player came in many kilos fatter and <laughs> just 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 the way he said it was was amazing <laughs> uh, and you could see the sort of frustration in his voice when all the players came in unfit for camp and uh, and he had to beat those kilos out of them uh, and, and it was just it was just brilliant it was, it was actually quite a quite a strange press conference with both the iraq coach and and their best player as well as um matic and briguanchi in there it yeah so definitely if 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 you guys haven't given that a watch you should you should check it out it's it's like three out of the four people were like the grumpiest people i've ever seen yeah vishesh was vishesh was thrilled because he made the shot um, and yeah it's just it's it's comedy gold <laughs> um i just want to add i'm you know uh, very happy for vishesh because he has been one of the indian basketball greats for a long time now it's been like 12 or 13 years going in and now he has a moment that will be inscribed in his like history forever you know and this moment is on youtube it's every to be honest he has two moments he also passed the alley oop uh that 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 in our first win over china so um he he's always happens to be there in these big moments so uh, shout out to vishesh yeah. uh, koshik uh, very quickly uh, i do want to mention another piece of interesting in basketball news mm-hmm. uh, which is our own principal singh uh, who plays for the g league ignite in the nba's g league finally made his debut last week he played 7 minutes and got two rebounds I know it's not much but he has officially now become the third Indian player to play in the NBA's G League after Satnam Singh and Amjot Singh so congrats to Prince Pal the prince he's done it he's made it there well done well done to Prince Pal Singh we'll be we'll be watching a keen keeping a keen eye out for his his performances as the G League season uh, continues further hopefully he can can build on this and then average many many more minutes through the course of the latter part of the season cool excellent current uh, now that we've got that out of the way it's time for the main event of this of this podcast and i know you said you you teased um you teased us in the beginning by saying that the the ball is way podcast and your appearance on it was slightly relevant to this episode so why don't you tell our listeners who who we have for the special guest section of the podcast and what we're going to be chatting about well uh, today uh so we are recording this in india time this is the 24th of feb and just yesterday or i guess today morning for for us uh they announced the all-star reserves we know the nba all-star teams now so we wanted to do an nba all-star preview and we thought what better way into getting one uh you know one half of the, the guys who cover nba weekly in india the ball is bay podcasters you know as as I like to call themselves your favorite in uh nba podcast in the indian accent so i want to bring on ashwin gopinath to hoop darshan his very first appearance we excited for this so i'm excited to have 
the one, the only Ashwin Gopinath on Hoop Darshan making his very first appearance. Ashwin, welcome. How are you hey, doing? Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much, man. It's a great honor to be on India's, uh, I mean, the best uh, basketball podcast. I just this put is, it out there. <laughs> we, we are we are as good as at basketball as Doordarshan is at news. So that's all you need to know about us. <laughs> the the OGs. <laughs> Uh, so how are you, Ashwin? Uh, uh, where are you calling us from? I am uh, calling you from Kerala. This is my last day before I head back to uh, Mumbai. Okay. And uh, yeah, uh, yes, I mean, that's it. I'm, I'm in Kerala right now. I've been here for past uh, three months. I came here for a friend's wedding and then I thought, you know, work from home. So it doesn't really matter. It's not like... Uh, my job is holding me on to that desk. So, yeah, uh, I've been sitting here uh, recording our podcast, doing other work and living life, watching the NBA in the mornings. And uh, yeah, basically, that's it. <laughs> uh, Ashwin, what part of Kerala yes. are you in right now? I am in uh, Calicut. In, it's uh, Code District, the north part of Kerala. Like This is where Vasco da Gama landed. So, I mean, nice. not here. Nice. Like, Good we'll, stuff. So, uh, Karan and I have always spoken about how like watching NBA in India is like synonymous with watching with, with breakfast, right? So for Karan, it's yeah. like paratas, and for me, it's like dosas and stuff. So what is what is basketball with puttu karla like? Um, I don't really have that luxury. Like I have my breakfast very very late. So what I do is I watch the first few games and then I go to sleep and then when I wake up, it's like you know 10, 30, 11 or something of that sort. And then I have my breakfast there. I've never had, I've had a chai with uh, basketball. I've never had like proper breakfast. Unless I have missed the entire day's sleep. Unless, you know, there's uh, a, a Utah game and then a Lakers game. And then one more nice game is there. Then maybe I'll end up that way. But uh, normally I don't usually have breakfast with my NBA. It seems nice though. It seems like a nice thing that you would do. Absolutely, absolutely. Cool. Um, so we have you on here primarily because uh, the NBA All-Star lists came out today and uh, we thought yes. we'd get your take on that and, and just NBA stuff in general that's happened through the season. But before that, just quickly for the benefit of our listeners, I'll I'll read out the list of All-Stars. So the starters obviously got announced last week. Uh, so from the Western Conference, it's LeBron James leading the way. Uh, then there's Jokic and Kawhi Leonard in the front court. And Doncic and Curry in the backcourt. For the Eastern All-Stars, it's Kevin Durant leading, being the leading vote-getter, which is a bit of a change from, from last few years where Antetokounmpo has been the, the main one. And yeah. yeah, of course, Giannis made it as well. And Joel Embiid, who's having like a big MVP like here, is the other uh, big from, from the East. And Bradley Beal, who is who's on fire, uh, is the backcourt mate of Kyrie Irving who, to round out the the starters and in terms of the the reserves i think this is where a, a lot of the discussion and and talk about snubs and who got in who deserved it is probably like more appropriate because the starters were fairly straightforward i think uh, all things considered so from the west uh, there's anthony davis who probably won't play so he will get replaced by somebody um, paul george rudy gobert damian dillard donovan mitchell chris paul and zion Zion, um, interesting. I, I, I will come back to that, but I, I, I was a little bit surprised by just how how early that, that happened. And from the East, mm-hmm. it's Jalen Brown, James Harden, Zach Levine, Julius Randle, Karan, 
Julius Sandler <laughs> is a Nick All-Star. Um, ben Simmons, Jason Tatum, and steady old Nikola Vucevic. Um, so obviously, there's, there's, there's a lot of names I listed out there, Ashwin, but um, I, I want to ask you first, are there, are there any names from the reserves list or maybe even the starters list that sort of got you surprised? I, I really thought from the starters, I didn't think Kyrie Irving would make it. I thought uh, Harden would make that list and then Kyrie would probably sneak in through the reserves list. That was probably the only surprise for me. I, um, I, I don't know. I, I didn't think uh, like his play was as spectacular to be a starter. Uh, maybe you know all, all of Brooklyn voted for him and that's why he got it. That, that's the only uh, hits I honest, had otherwise. To be honest, Ashwin, I think uh, Brooklyn Nets fans are actually not from Brooklyn. They're from everywhere else in the world. <laughs> uh, and, and yeah, I, I think he got in because it's a fan vote. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And also, I think just James Harden, because he played a few games, quote unquote, played a few games with the Houston Rockets. And then just the way it, the way it all sort of happened, I don't think he was on like, good karma points with a lot of people. So that's probably why he, he didn't end up in the status list. But like any other Ashin, year, I think it's Ashin, not, Do you think no. that in the future they might add like negative votes? They might give negative votes to fans just to see how it would play out. <laughs> that would uh, be if, so funny. If, look, the, the fact that players vote on it and like media votes on it, that's the negative vote for fans. Otherwise, <laughs> we'll have we'll have Zaza Petulia starting every year. And, and <laughs> Um, cool. So in terms of reserves, Ashwin, did you find anyone, any pick like particularly? Reserves, I have uh, certain uh, reservations. <laughs> but, uh, yes, I, I, I really wanted uh, Westbrook to be there, but I, I don't think I can remove anyone from there and add Westbrook to the list. So I have made my peace with that. But the one major concern from the East is like I didn't think uh, a team like the Celtics, I think they lost to Luca today and they've gone below 500 and they have two all-stars, which I didn't, didn't think was fair, uh, to someone from the Pacers. I, th- I thought Sabonis could have replaced either Tatum or Jalen Brown. In my case, I would have expected that they, uh, Sabonis would have taken out the out you know uh, Jason Tatum because I think Jalen Brown is a little bit better. I'm not sure if the numbers support me, but I, whatever I've seen of uh, the Celtics, uh, including that last game against who would they play against? They lost. Uh, yes, the Pelicans. I, I thought uh, Jalen Brown was doing a much better job. So I, I thought instead of giving two to the Celtics, they could have given one to the Pacers because you know they've also been playing, you know, their usual number four, number three sort of thing. So on the East side, I think that's all the. Otherwise, everyone else, especially Randall, I think you know, major congratulations to uh Karan on the pod for you know getting Randall on the thing. I I think Randall has been doing very well since the beginning itself. So that's a great thing for New York City. But apart from uh, you know Sabonis, I think everyone else is more or less I think they were uh, superstars throughout the season. At least till then. And and what about the what about the Western conference? Did you uh, I I personally thought that like Devin Booker was like an absolute lock to get in absolutely. given how well yeah. Phoenix has played, but I was quite shocked. What, what, what did you think of the Western Reserves? I, I'm a little shocked that they put AD because they know that he's not going to be playing for another, another I think, uh, two, three weeks. So it doesn't make much sense to me. Also, Zion Williamson thing also doesn't, didn't make that much sense to me, even though like, uh, I, I know he is the more exciting person, but I, I thought you know Ingram could have easily uh, gotten that uh, thing. But I, I didn't think Zion Williamson 
you know deserves an all star reserved list i don't know what went into that thing not not that he is not great but you know maybe it's a little too soon he's uh, the team is also not that uh, doing that amazing so and that didn't make sense to me uh one thing is that i i completely forgot about paul george when i made my own reserve list i i didn't think paul george i i gave a sympathy pick to you know shegel just alexander and uh, christian wood so that didn't work out but i think paul george definitely deserves you know the all star nod absolutely so I, i yeah i have a couple of things to say about that but before that i think we should get current's opinion on this as well current any any big surprises for you from the from the east in terms of who got in or even uh, as it always tends to be more about who got snubbed rather than who got in wait i want to ask first did paul george made the all star team didn't he yeah yes he did okay oh okay so this was yeah i was wondering uh, 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 sorry <laughs> to go back to your question koshik in the east I'll, i have to be honest i was kind of surprised that that julius randall is an all star i did not vote for him <laughs> I'm really happy. It makes me. I, I I think I think it's proof of how like trash the Eastern Conference is. That uh th- that there's guys from teams which are under 500 who are all stars. Now taking nothing away from Randall, Randall has been off the hook. He's been really amazing all season. But uh, honestly, I, I would have rather have Chris Middleton as the all star here. Oh. I just feel that he, you know, I like to reward. winning teams and i know how crazy it sounds me actually not being that excited <laughs> like a nick is an all star but i'm trying to wear my uh, unbiased hat right now um uh, i i i was a bit surprised but then i started looking at the list at the players who i would take off and who else deserve to get on this list there's not that many other players i think maybe only middleton is the one guy who i who i feel in the east deserves to get on and uh, among the guys who did actually make it uh, koshik uh, let me pull up that list again of of the eastern all star reserves right where i think mm-hmm. that there's not that many people who i feel should be taken out i guess maybe except for the guy that ashwin flagged jason tatum i don't think they, i don't think celtics deserve to have two all stars but everyone else like even zach lavine i feel the same way about him as i feel about randall that great season in the west they, they would have probably not been all stars so uh, i congrats to them for making it same with vucevic right uh, vucevic uh, just it, 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 they are icky all stars you know bradley beal is a starter in in a very terrible team but th- that's just the eastern conference mm-hmm. so, yeah Yeah and it's to think about it like if if Philly weren't first right then probably like the Ben Simmons Ben Simmons spot would have gone to somebody else who's who's on like a shitty team so i i feel like like this the margins are so thin in the eastern conference because of how crappy most teams are um yeah it's 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 definitely like it's hard to make a case for someone to be off as much as it is for for someone to make it in but i think definitely um a couple of like the obvious misses are, are Middleton like you said um and then sabonis from the pacers or some even think that bam arabayo should be there but it's it's been one of those strange seasons where like jason tatum missed a whole lot of games because of because of the uh, sort of health and safety thing protocol and stuff like that but he still gets in and mm-hmm. bam who plays for a team that's been decimated by injuries and and covid and stuff like that 
but actually has really good numbers just because he's on a crappy team he, he isn't there but also at the same time the Celtics like you said Ashwin there's two players from the from a sub 500 team I think for the first time ever um, so that's that's a bit bit mind-blowing Karan what did you think of um, Chris Paul over Booker are you are you on board with that no I, I'm with Ashwin here I, I think Devin Booker really deserved to be an all-star, and he's going to be. Anthony yeah. Davis is Anthony Davis is not going to show up. I, I, just to go back, I think the reason they voted in Anthony Davis despite the injury is that I feel you know the all-star game is it's not just the game, right? You're actually recognizing someone having an all-star season, and I know I feel funny saying that even though they haven't even played half the season, and we have to recognize them. Uh, Anthony yeah. Davis still deserved to be an all-star. In this, despite the fact that he hasn't been amazing, he's been mm. good enough to be an all-star anyways. Uh, Booker will make it, but it shouldn't have, have happened this way. I think Booker should have been there above uh, Zion, as, as, uh, as oh, you yeah. said, yeah. or even above Chris Paul. I, I, I know Chris Paul has been great, but uh, is he? I don't mind there being just either one of them, Devin Booker or Chris Paul in this team. Zion, I'm not, you know... I agree. He's he's probably not an all-star in the West. But that that said, shit, I'm not gonna complain about seeing Zion at the All-Star game. It's gonna be amazing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so 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 from that angle, I'm really happy he's there. Yeah, and, and Karan, you you've mentioned this multiple times over the past few years about how the All-Star game is for the fans and you have to have the most fun players around. So from that perspective, Zion absolutely deserves to be there. But uh, all other parameters that typically go into picking an all-star. Uh, I'm just surprised. Like the Pelicans aren't even doing that well for uh, for someone to be there from from their team. So Devin Booker, Oshik, you, yeah, he'll get in eventually. Oshik, are you shocked that speaking of uh, giving the fans what they want, are you shocked that Caruso didn't make it? Uh, yes, hundred percent. I thought he'd I thought he'd be there. Uh, I, I won't be surprised if he's the injury replacement for Anthony Davis. Oh. <laughs> I think the league commissioner will make that call. It's like maybe that's his way of putting himself. Like they kind of look similar, also Caruso and Adam Silver. They were like, this is my pachai <laughs> in the All-Star game. I can do it as a player, but you will do it. <laughs> yeah, Adam Silver may may actually have more hair. <laughs> it's interesting. <laughs> um, cool. So uh, Ashwin, obviously the the squad's been announced and everything. Um, yes. And it's going to go back to the to last year's format where mm-hmm. um, LeBron and Kevin Durant will be drafting the teams, which I think should be a more fun sort of TV thing if they if they're still doing that than um, than LeBron and Giannis. Giannis is too much of like a, a nice guy without without really trying to trying to make yeah, it. And this is not very smart. Like he he I think he, last time when he was drafting he said something like I want the ball to move around so I'm not gonna take Harden. And I think then Harden only uh, threw their case over in the game. <laughs> yeah, and and more importantly, the the Elam ending, which which was an absolute hit last year, where yeah, the fourth yeah. quarter is essentially like yes. a race to the 24 points, is going to is going to remain. Um, yeah, whether whether or not you think an All Star game should happen, given everything that's happening in the US right now with COVID, is a different question, but. Surely, surely the, the repeat of last year's format is quite exciting. Absolutely, I, I think that's the only way to have all-star games. Like if you just let people score again and again and again, then there's really not much, you know, 
ஸ்கோரிங் best way to watch this so that's probably the only way to you know like this sort of uh, kidnapping their family and telling them play hard like this is probably the only way to make it you know, that exciting i like that idea and i think i think we should we should explore that in the future but uh, kaushik i want to ask you this like, like if you were uh, i mean uh, kaushik if you were lebron and uh, karan if you were kd uh, who would your first picks be like i think uh, lebron will take the first pick because he got more votes Yeah. Yes, that's right. Yes. Yeah. So, Koshik, who would you choose first in your team? Uh I think I'm going to I'm going to be very clever about this and start the long-term pitch for getting Luka to LA eventually. Okay. I'm not just oh, saying this because I'm a massive Luka fanboy. I'm not at all. <laughs> But uh LeBron LeBron likes Luka. He says he's he sees a bit of himself in him. So, I I feel like that will be the first pick. Luka okay and uh, KD uh, aka Karan see i i know KD is going to take Harden because he wants <laughs> all of the uh, the oh, he can't pick Harden Why he not? can't pick Harden first oh yeah he has only to pick starters of course of course yeah. uh in that case i would go with the, the guy that KD would probably not pick his former teammate Steph Curry Which okay. be like, he's he's going to be like oh man i play, played too many years with him i don't want to but i i, I would put pick Curry just because Shit, I mean that's so the fun. most dangerous person to pick I think that to to, to see lineup. them together again. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I mean yeah. it's Sorry go on Koshik. No I was just going to say which makes it fun because maybe then LeBron will do the same thing with with Kyrie. Um <laughs> I I, yeah. I think LeBron has picked Kyrie in his team in the past right? I I think he's he's I don't think he he's hung up about that at all. There's also Giannis, there's Embiid, you know there's there's a lot of guys who will feel hurt. I think the question is who would be the last pick among the starters. Oh. I should yeah. want you you'd, you'd have to think it's like I think it uh, might be Bradley Beal. <laughs> yeah. It might be yeah, Beal yeah, or or Bechara you should be Beal. Like. Uh, yeah. I mean I hope it's not Yanis cuz Yanis then Yanis will go into some crazy ass mode he'll go and dunk on everyone. Don't, won't even care who his teammate is. I don't think Yanis his ego good. can take it but I think Bradley Beal might be able to take it. I I hey, look, Ashwin, if that happens if that happens i think i'm on board i'm all all in to see like a mad madianis madianis <laughs> i i think the last pick should be peel i mean among the starters but i have a feeling it'll be jokic and i'm just saying oh, that because yeah. I, i i i just feel like that i don't think jokic has the respect among nba players that he deserves i just i i'm just saying and yeah, it might yeah, be like And, and it's also like it it goes based on like friendships and stuff that these guys yeah. have right like so i just feel like you can not like <laughs> oh, no you can but i feel like he's just he's just new to this circle yeah yeah um and and obviously among if if you take the full list of nba players uh maybe maybe let, maybe let's play a little bet here of who would be the the last guy picked uh among the reserves and everybody else i'm going to go with vucevic Uh, <laughs> you picked you picked my choice current <laughs> it's literally the most 
boring player on that list. <laughs> uh, okay, going by boring player, then oh god, who's the second? No, I'm just going by. Player? I'm just <laughs> betting on who Le- LeBron or KD will pick last. I I think uh, Zach Levine. I I would think that he would go. May- maybe even Randall, but I think Zach Levine probably. Though though he's more exciting than Randall for sure. That's true. Yeah, I feel like Zach Zach Levine will get some picks because someone someone wants to see like dunks and highlights nice. and stuff like that. Uh, yeah, Randall, somebody I, has to Randall, go. I mean, somebody has has to go last anyway. It's that's the best part seeing who gets in last. <laughs> it, might, it might be one of the Utah Jazz guys, and they'll be like, "Hey, we always get disrespected." So <laughs> I, I'm here for it. I'm I'm here for this potential NBA All Star beef. Uh, yes. Kaushik, who do you think is going to go last? Yeah, I think it'll probably be Booch or or possibly Randall as well. It's just you have to think about like who the least sort of exciting players are going to be in the scope of the All Star game, and I can't I can't really think of anyone else who fits that bill except yeah. those two. Um, it's it's definitely gonna be Booch. I, I I see no other option. I'm feeling <laughs> I feel so bad for him. It's gonna be him. We all know it. <laughs> I'm tweet to LeBron like please. <laughs> Please take Bucevic first. <laughs> even if they bring in some other guys as like replacements, like say Middleton makes it or whatever, Bucevic will still be last. <laughs> it's just gonna happen. Uh, um. So, uh, Ashwin, I, I wanted to play a, play a little game and I sent both you and Koshik um, some questions before you know we got started, just to sort of get an idea of our headspace. Of how of, of the season so far, basically, right? We're yeah. All we're of expectations. Is, <laughs> we are assuming this is sort of the NBA mid-season point. All mm-hmm. of us, you know, on our various platforms, we made some predictions. We were right about some stuff. We were terribly wrong about some of the others. Um, <laughs> so, so, so we'll we, we'll go around the table. Uh, I'll ask you. I'll ask Koshik, and then I'll answer for myself. Uh, finish this sentence, Ashwin. I was totally right about. I was totally right about Bradley Beal erupting. I um, always had the feeling. Oh, is this a one-word thing? That's it. No, no, please go on. Explain. Oh, explain. <laughs> I I had a feeling that you know, like this is one of those make-or-break seasons for him, as in because last year he kept talking about you know how I I'm scoring this much, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, and this season I I thought Westbrook would help him get more points, but I think he's been doing a great job by himself. I don't think. Westbrook has been assisting him. Westbrook has been assisting all these other people. But Bradley Beal erupting, I, I had a good feeling that you know that would happen. I didn't know he would be top scorer, but I knew that he would uh, score buckets, give buckets to everyone, and get get into that talk. And and the Wizards have been less than terrible the last few oh. weeks. I think the way they began. I think one began, one loss in the last six games, which is you know, <laughs> I'm sure they'll take it. <laughs> um, I, it's. It's been fun to see them not not be terrible, and and they they're not that far from the playoffs now, which is hilarious. Um, that is just Kaushik, Kaushik, same question to you. I was totally right about. Uh, I'm going to say I was totally right about the fact that James Harden gets traded mid-season. Oh, um, yeah. hey, was, everyone was, just... was that. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what that's what I was. I, I thought they but... would, it would happen before the season started. So yeah, I was not yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, to be fair. Yeah, to be fair, like it could have happened at that time, but especially the way he showed up to showed up to camp, like looking fat, and suddenly became thin the moment he got traded, and he he just couldn't care being in Houston in those first few days, and it was just one of those things where like let's see how far this guy can take it. Like we've had we've had disgruntled stars before, we've had guys who wanted to 
we want to showcase that they didn't want to be there. But I feel like James Harden took it to the absolute extreme that someone could. Um, and just the moment he got traded, everything seemed okay. And he's like, he's he's being a good teammate. He's playing defense. He's he's like not hogging the ball all the time. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous how you can sort of flip a switch like that. What about you, Karan? What were you totally right about? Um, I, I, I'm going to take a bit of a cop-out in this question. I was trying to think it was, if I had any like radical opinion. But <laughs> but I, I don't think I really had any of those. You know, I, I feel I, I was totally right about Steph Curry being as good as he is right now. Oh, playing yeah. by himself. Uh, I, I mean, as an offensive option. And I mean, you, you all know that I've been a Curry fan for a while, but it really hurt me to see how good he was when he was playing against my team. Uh, because because when you're rooting against a player, that's when you really realize how good he is and if he plays well. And, you know, normally I'm rooting for his success, but today I was rooting for his failure and he destroyed my Knicks. Uh, so I, I just, he, he just seems unstoppable when he's in the flow and is clearly the most fun player to watch. Uh, so, yeah, I'm really happy for him sort of having the season he's having. The team is not. But, uh, yeah, I feel I was right about him being... I guess this is not a radical opinion. Everyone knows Steph Curry is great. But in the sense that, that he could be great as an offensive star all by himself. Uh, I, I, I feel happy about that. You know, but I think I've heard a lot of chatter about people saying that Steph Curry is just a product of his, uh, you know, like his environment. Like if these people were not such great screen setters, he would not be. And I'm like, that's ridiculous, man. Like he was doing it without anyone else. Like, even though Durant came in there and they won the stage, he was doing magnificent things in that 2016 season also. So it's uh, it's a little weird to say that oh, Steph Curry is not that great now. He was he won because of Durant and all that. Like he won before Durant as well. And he it's not like they got swept by the Cavaliers in that 2016 finals. They took them to seven games, which is you know like as close to winning as you could have gotten. Uh, I, mean, I mean, I also. Did, <laughs> I would add to that, I think Steph Curry created that environment. He's not a product of it. He is that environment that the system that plays all because of him. Actually, it's the other way around. I think it's the other players who are beneficiaries of the way he plays. You know, as much as I love my main man, Draymond Green, I don't think he'll be able to do much. If he, like, We saw it happen last season. Like, If he's not playing with a great player, he seems pretty useless, right? So, um, And same with Clay. Like, We all love Clay, but... Unless he's playing against a great shot creator, Clay will not be able to create for himself, you know. So, sure. um, so, so I feel it is, um, it, it's more from, from that. Okay, so, 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 so we've all given ourselves a pat on the back. Ashwin, yes. question two. I was totally wrong about. The Atlanta Hawks. Like, I thought that's it. They've got uh, Rondo, they got Galnari, they got one of the Bogdanovich, they got, had Trey Young well, already. John uh, Collins was there and I, I thought this team is easily top four in the East and I'm not even sure if they're bottom four in the East now. That that was really, really bad. I, I keep hearing from beneath. He keeps making fun of it. Uh, I also wanted to say Utah Jazz, but I never thought that Utah Jazz would be like this great, but I didn't. I thought they would be like middle of the pack. Uh, that I'm, I can't, like I was wrong about it, but I was completely wrong about uh, the Atlanta Hawks. Uh, yeah, that didn't work out very well for me. <laughs> Kaushik, what about you? What were you totally wrong about? I think I was totally wrong about a lot of things related to the Brooklyn Nets. Mm. I thought that I thought that the they would probably not do the Harden trade because they valued depth more than more than three stars, specifically because 
like Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, both really good players, but their their depth was actually pretty pretty good uh, with Jarrett Allen and and Dinwiddie and Clarice Levert and stuff like that. And I thought that um, being coached by Steve Nash and and the kind of assistant coach setup that they put in there, um, they'd value that depth more than the the sort of imbalance that can be created by three stars. Uh, so I was wrong about that. They pulled the trade. Then I was also wrong about the fact that I thought these three would take a long time to mesh together and figure out what what to do and make sure that they were competitive on the defensive end and stuff like that. And none of that has mattered. And they they have just they're just too good. All all three of them are too good. And even though the three of them haven't played together in what seems like a long time because of all the things that Durant's going through, um, they look legit. They look legit. And I I I really do think that they are the favorites in the East. So, yeah, a couple, a couple of different things that they're wrong about. I, I think it seems obvious to us, I guess, from a distance, but I think Harden saying, I'm the point guard, Kyrie, you're the shooting guard, it, it just solves a lot of the issues that we were concerned about. Oh, because true. I think oh, naturally true. that's how they do play. And and I yeah. think I'm very encouraged by these uh, uh, these games that, are, they, that they're winning without KD. Because KD, mm-hmm. we all know, is the least of like, uh, a usage rate among these guys. Like he's gonna come in, plug and play. He's gonna be dominant no matter how little he touches the ball. Whereas these two figuring it out, it's been an encouraging sign. What about uh, you, Karan? What What were you absolutely wrong about? I'll go back to something uh, Ashwin started, which was the Washington Wizards. He was talking about something being right about Beal. I was totally wrong about the Wizards. I had them as oh, like. Like like a fourth or fifth in the East, and I was like, yeah. I, I was on this. I was like, this team is good. They're giving like basically six thousand million dollars to Davis Bertans. He's gonna be good for sure. <laughs> I was like, Rui Hachimura is gonna take a big leap, and Beal and Westbrook. This is a genius trade that obviously Washington won. You know, uh, I, I, yes, now they they've been playing better recently, so it doesn't look that bad. But oh my God, it looked terrible for the first month and a half or so of the season. <laughs> if we had done this episode a week ago, then you were absolutely right about being wrong. <laughs> exactly. That's a good way of putting it. Um, next question, Ashwin. Uh, I can't believe X is so damn overrated. Who is X? I, 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 mean, I have an answer, but uh, I don't know if he's overrated or not. Uh, Kemba Walker was my answer. I had another answer, which was uh, Mark Cuban, which is a little bit <laughs> <laughs> let's hear it let's hear it <laughs> I'll give you the Mark Ewan Mark Ewan I thought everyone's like oh what a genius guy he's a trade master this 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 he did the Kristaps trade but basically he just sent everyone away who could have helped uh, you know Luka Doncic give the ball to someone else it's like Luka's like I I want to give you the ball but I cannot pass it to you because I know what you can do it's become that sort of a thing like the high usage rate that you know Luca I'm attributing a little bit of it to Mark Cuban only like he he could have helped him in some ways like he gave away Seth Curry also someone who could have helped him shoot he gave away he he found the Kristaps who's not who's like got one good leg on most occasions it's just and, and people are still like oh yes yes there's some genius in him somewhere and all that I'm like I don't see it uh coming back to the Kemba Walker thing I I think Kemba Walker's sort of living in this fantasy of, you know, that uh, the year they won the NCAA. Who was he playing? I forgot who was playing for, but whatever, like that step back that he hit. UConn. And, uh, UConn, yes, exactly. Right. Like that was probably his thing. He moved to Celtics. He's, he's been horrible this season. 17 points at 37.5 uh, 
percent field goal uh, percentage and four assists like any every time you give the ball in the clutch i i have uh, somehow ended up seeing like some four five uh, celtics game on the trot and it's it's really bad man like this guy's a point guard and he's not able to do anything uh, that he wants uh, four assists is really bad for a like you know pass first point guard sort of person like and that's what i thought he would be uh, I, i think kemba walker probably overrated though i'm not sure right now he's rated at all but yeah that's that's, that's a uh, little caveat there koshik who is x who is who is so damn overrated so i have a bit of a controversial answer here oh god yes. i have to i have to i have to preface this by saying that i am actually a huge fan of this player but pre-season i had no idea why there was so much hype about damian willard and the 14 trail blazers they oh. had pretty much the same season same team as as last year they had um oh, i'm blanking out on the center's name what's his name not nurkic 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 yeah Joseph oh my nurkic. god that's terrible terrible on me to forget that name but yeah they had that nurkic come back but like that's it it's largely the same team as last year uh, i think they added covington right what oh, they did that they did that covington who's like uh who had a disproportionately high trade value during and during any trade trade window yeah ns canter who can't play defense it's not going to radically change how your team ceiling is but suddenly everyone was talking up damian lillard as like a mvp type buzz like oh he's going to have a massive season he's going to be in the running for mvp and like there's no way the portland trail blazers are going to be anywhere near like the top 2 or 3 for that mvp talk to happen so i feel like that bit was overrated but again i have to walk it back a little bit by saying i am a massive fan of lillard i love his game i think his attitude is is incredible we we definitely need players like him in the nba but i don't think he's as good as people say he is if that makes sense that is pretty controversial that, that's I mean, pretty hot that. take yeah that's uh but but you know that it's that this is where you can dish your takes koshik it's fine <laughs> but I think and, Lillard has been playing without Nurkic or McCollum for majority. Or McCollum, yeah, exactly. Bichara, dude, he has ah, no help. He's, yeah, he's got no help. He's Someone got, he's him. got a, he's got a revitalized Carmelo Anthony who's carrying that team. I'm joking. But... <laughs> okay. <laughs> Even I had to laugh at that. Question. The little <laughs> Nick in Karan was <laughs> some tremors happened there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, What, what about you Karan? Uh, what what do you think is overrated or who do you think is overrated? Uh, I'm going to make an answer that uh, Ashwin actually alluded to going back to the Atlanta Hawks. I think Trey Young is way way overrated. I think we have come too far in anointing him as this like next big NBA star and I know he, I know he didn't even make the All-Star team. But I was kind of surprised that he, we, we were even thinking of him as a snub to the All-Star team. I just uh, my issue with Trey is similar to my issue with Luka. which is i think these wait couple, have, wait 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 you have you have issues with luka we can't be friends anymore i'm going to explain it what's well, on issue with okay. luka it's an issue with the team around luka i think i think because i think both teams decided and of course it's a no brainer to you know uh, to trade luka for for trey as they did but but i think both teams decided that let's give all the usage rate to these two young guys who have done nothing for us in the nba and let's see how it goes now for luka it's somewhat worth because he's that good whereas i think the hawks had to save face and do the same thing with trey young to say like hey our guy is as good as luka 
we, he can do the same thing as him, you know. So I think the expectations of Trey to be the next Steph Curry or to match Luca's early early career sort of um, success, I think has actually been pretty bad for him because he is not there yet to be that kind of a leader. You know, I know they want him to be Curry. It took Curry many years to be who he is. I know they want him to be Luca, but he's just not. So uh, yeah, I just think he's he's mad overrated. Uh, but before we finish this topic, I want to also say. The New York Knicks won the trade. <laughs> we did <No> doubt. it. <laughs> I feel really bad because I love Chris Stapps and I wanted I was rooting for his success, but god damn it's it's disappointing as hell as the Knicks won that trade. Um uh, next question, Ashwin. We all need to pay hmm. a little bit more attention to I think uh, we've all like perennially, even when they won, I think we underestimated them. Even after the season when Kawhi left, we underestimated them. And now again, we are underestimating the Raptors. I think the Raptors are uh, playing, you know, like they've got uh, Fred Van Fleet has the, as their main man. Uh, they're talking about uh, uh, sending uh, away Kyle time Lowry. Out. Time out. I thought you were going to say the Spurs. I <laughs> 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 because you could say the same thing. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sorry, go on. Uh, okay, actually Spurs also this season would be, I mean, I had Spurs also, but then I was like, no, no, I think Raptors, uh, because Spurs have, even when they were winning also, nobody gave them any bow. They're like, ah, okay, this is what they do always. And even when they were losing, they're like, ah, this is also what they do sometimes in alternate seasons. They lose. But uh, Raptors, I think uh, n- nobody's talking. They are now number five in the East, I think number five uh, is there, they're right there. But uh, with no big superstars, Siakam keeps spinning. He had a horrible start, I think, to the season. But uh, they've somehow managed to, you know, like do it. And I, I think this is definitely a team where, you know, maybe one superstar can completely change the diamond because I, I feel this team is like, you know, they're ready to pounce. They, they have good management, they have very good players. Uh, they just don't have that superstar, but they sort of make do with, you know, uh, these bits and pieces and all that. I, I think we need to pay more attention to the Toronto, Toronto Raptors. Toronto. I got that right. Toronto. Kaushik, where do you stand on this? Who, who needs more uh, attention from us? I can't believe I'm saying this, but I actually think we need to pay more attention to the Clippers. They have gone oh. so under the radar after the kind of season that they had last year. So last year it was all about like the, the other team in LA and like they... They wanted to lean all in on the fact that you know, LeBron and Anthony Davis aren't the real thing. Our, our big two is. And they were making a lot of noise. Even the way like the, the team behaved, I, almost as if like they, they won before they did. And they flamed out in such spectacular fashion. And they're having the season that they should have had last year. Extremely quiet, extremely under the radar, but actually playing really well. Kawhi Leonard is, is doing Kawhi Leonard things like he always does. That's expected. But Paul George seems to have gone up to uh, to another level. I don't know if he can keep this up in the playoffs because that's he typically tends to sort of flame out to as the season as the season goes by. But his peak now is is better than his peaks were in the last few years. So I feel like the the Clippers with with all the additions that they've made, except for Luke Kennard, which is just a bizarre signing, um, they they're clicking. They're clicking as a unit better than they did last year. Uh, and nobody's thinking of them, which is, I think, a little bit scary. You know, Kaushik, that uh, Paul George, he, he himself said that he's playing as good as he did in his MVP season. <laughs> <laughs> which Speaking of happened. Paul George, 
Yes. Speaking of Paul George, Ashwin, isn't that like the most Malayali name ever? Paul George. Yeah, absolutely. I know two people named Paul and two people named George. And those are their first names. <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm sure if, if we search Facebook, like India, we'll find a lot of Malayali Paul Georges who need to be highlighted. 100%. And I'm sure their dad's name will be George Paul. <laughs> it's a very very in 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 malayali joke <laughs> I, i hope people on here get it i i, I hope they understand the joke but but i but i think the new generation uh, they've gone away from all these traditional names they have uh, a portmanteau of like extremely weird like they mix the father's name and the mother's name they make something out of it it's a little weird i think paul george is the last classical mallu name mallu christian Syrian Catholic name. <laughs> well, I, I need to I need to catch up on what the trends of of Malayali names are these days. Current, <laughs> uh, current, what do you think we need to pay more attention to? Well, I was going to go for the easy answer, which is going to be the New York Knicks, but uh, <laughs> but I think your half of your podcast is anyway dedicated to the New York Knicks. Exactly. So so, <laughs> so 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 I'll, I'll I'll skip over the easy bait and I'll say. Um, Well, it's a team I guess people are paying attention to, but I think they need even more. Is the Phoenix Suns? I think they oh. are. I think they're they're like not just good enough to be mid table. I think they they should be. I I I won't be that surprised if they upset one of these LA teams to make the conference finals. I just have like a lot of faith in their inside outside sort of um, variety that they provide. You know, it, it's really fun watching them because they, they seem like a throwback team that can do. you know that that don't rely on just one thing to beat you they rely on a perimeter post defense offense so uh it, it's been a joy to watch them and i i i feel that they are going to be really really good by the time playoff comes along because we're only scratching the surface of uh cp3 and devin booker playing together i think you guys must have all have seen those stats right that like uh, they, they they play really well when one of them doesn't play or or, or like only one of them is on the floor um but but i think th- that is seems like to me an obvious chemistry fix and once once that is fixed i think this team is going to be like even better than they are yeah i just hope cp3 doesn't bring his usual bad luck uh, quota to this uh, team so. I, I, i i i know that that was always going to be part of the so uh yeah that's it away otherwise cp3 is the best point guard that you could ever ask for he'll get you the ball you just have to get to your place he'll get you the ball Yeah, and uh, I I think uh, from last season isn't CP3 the only change to the Suns? And from last year, like I I think they were in that uh, uh, playoff uh, play-in, and from, uh, from the there, yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah. there to the number four seed in the West come All Star. I I think uh, CP3 is an amazing uh, thing to happen to the Suns. It's just you know like just the bad luck. Let's keep the bad luck away. Let's uh, store up on Mirchi and Nimbu. And, you know, <laughs> he is the only like uh, external change but i feel that we we can't forget the fact that both booker and aiton and bridges like these guys were bound to take a leap like young guys get better i think it's we all expected them to and they actually have so um, yeah yeah so to see that has been fun uh yeah chris paul has definitely done like a a good sort of pr bounce back he his stock was taking a little bit of a dive as as the clippers era finished but uh and then probably like had a few ups and downs in the Houston time but with what he did with 
OKC last year and now Phoenix. Yeah, is. exactly. That is legendary back. stuff. I think the issue was his contract more than anything else. I just, I think people were just like, mm. he's, he's good. But I think when a guy gets played, paid way too much, we end up getting angry at them for, for making pay way too much. Um, and then not seeing the positives, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I also absolutely love it that we all dedicated long answers to we all need to pay more attention to, but none of us spoke about the league-leading Utah Jazz, which is, which is brilliant. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, how much more attention do they need? They've got their two all stars. <laughs> They're higher than LeBron, Kawhi, everyone. So I think, yes. yeah. But again, that that is a very, uh, I, like I said, you know, that could have been also in the I was totally wrong about part. But uh, yeah. I, I always thought they were like, you know, four or five, so definitely that sort of thing. Because they also something we have to understand they've been playing together for a really long time. Like Mike Conley came last year, but otherwise, that group is uh, very solid for at least now, I think, five close to five years since uh, Mitchell was drafted. Mm, true. Very true. Yeah. So, Quinn, Quinn Snyder as well. He's been around for that absolutely, same time. Right. Like, and and uh, it is surprising, but uh, I mean, I, I think we are paying it enough attention to the Jazz. Just, just to be clear, I, I don't think the Jazz uh, have it in them to beat Lakers or Clippers. But uh, I, I think what they're doing now also deserves you know, enough love. I mean, this deserves love as well, like getting to the first place position in the West. Absolutely, absolutely. Ashwin, changing gears very, very quickly. Um, we want to talk to you a little bit about your podcast, Ball is Way, obviously. The, uh, as you guys say, in, India's favorite. No, no. The, we say the, the best only podcast in, in, an Indian, Indian in, Indian in an Indian accent. Excellent, excellent. Um, um, so obviously, Karan and I have been on it. You've had plenty of other guests, and you're in uh, multiple four, seasons. Maybe. And I'm sure yes. season four, you'll you'll get to you'll get to 100 episodes just like we did, uh, probably sooner than we did because we got lazy and, and we, <laughs> we didn't record 100? as much as we did. We are on uh, episode 69 now, so I'm really not sure if you want to go any further. And like we'll I, start I a new podcast. I think you should retire at 69. You've done enough. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ashwin, can you can you tell our listeners if if they haven't heard it? I'm sure I'm sure the cross section between Paulus Bay podcast listeners and Bhutan podcast listeners is is quite high. But if, for those who don't know, like how how did you guys get started on that? What what do you guys kind of do if you had to summarize what what the podcast is about and and also like where do you plan to go from here? Uh, the, I mean, the podcast is uh, simply only about the NBA. We only talk NBA on the podcast because. Uh, first of all, we don't get to watch a lot of, you know, like Indian basketball. If it was there, then maybe we could have done that. But uh, Vineet doesn't watch much and I don't get a chance. to. Uh, just just before that, I wanted to, you know, give a shout out to the Indian team last week for that buzzer beating. Uh, I don't know if you guys talked about it uh, before, but I, I mean, yeah. I, I saw it live and I have never seen anything like that in Indian basketball. <laughs> And I, for one moment, was like, why did that Annadurai put his hand there? What if he touched it? That would be the worst thing to happen. And uh, the replays didn't show any evidence for that. And I was like, oh, my God, that, that, because that shot, it, it had, like, it was supposed to go in. It felt so, like, yes, this has to go in. He took one dribble, then two steps, and boom, it went in the air, and boom. Uh, that, that was, like, you know, really one of the few moments that I have seen live of Indian basketball where, you know, I was like, whoa, whoa, crazy, amazing. Uh, yes. <laughs> so coming back to the podcast, yes, we talk about NBA basketball, that's it. Vineet and I met in Bangalore when 
uh, we stayed in the same apartment complex and that apartment complex had a basketball court in there and uh, i was the only person who used to play basketball there and i i was literally the only person there was a volleyball court behind us and people would be playing there i would be the only person dribbling the basketball uh, after work from 7 to 9 i would just sit and shoot sit and shoot that i had nothing else to do i was a pretty boring person back then and i think uh, uh, we've covered this on the pod also that vineet used to uh, his house was on the 9th or 10th floor or something like that and he had just gotten injured there and he couldn't play and he, his mom used to tell him that there's a guy who's playing there and you should also go and join him and he was uh, like oh, okay fine we'll go and then we met that way and then we started uh, we used to discuss nba only he he'd always uh, be like no no i know everything because you know i have played basketball everywhere and, uh, and i was like oh, okay man cool and so uh, that's how the banter part of it started and then one day i i think i was extremely uh, like bored with you know just doing this uh, office work that i was doing and he's like you want to start a podcast it doesn't cost anything and uh, you, you know you can uh, you can just do it as a hobby so we started recording our we started off on soundcloud then we realized soundcloud doesn't let you uh, put more than 2 hours of uh, audio then we had to create multiple soundcloud episode uh, soundcloud accounts we did the whole 12 years and moved on to internet archive uh, again no payment then finally we were like you know because uh, we were able to meet some we were able to talk to robert ori we were able to talk to uh, tim hardaway senior and uh, that kind of really you know made us feel like you know maybe we should do a good job we should you know buy equipment and record it properly and do that sort of things and uh, uh, yeah i mean that's the whole journey part of it we, we are now in season 4 uh, and uh, now it's become video so there's more work for me but it's nice it's fun to you know do something like that especially when there's <laughs> like the only you know pat on the back that we get is when you know we manage to see these nba players and we, when we manage to talk to them so which i never thought in my and like when i was started following the game i never thought that i'd be able to talk to bruce bone or i'll be able to Uh, meet any of these or you know like have any of these players in uh you know like on talking terms so like hey man what's up what i asked them a question they answered so that was pretty exciting for me that's really cool to hear ashwin uh and so so what's the i mean what's the plan ahead i, I, I know you guys have been doing such a great job you've been really like uh like entertaining with all all the new technical stuff you added in the vi- the video part and everything on social media has been really awesome to see uh what's next what's the evolution of ball is bay uh, i have really no clue about what the evolution is but i've always wanted to figure out you know how is it that we can uh, reach indian fans maybe not even fans like right because we are a mode of uh, operation or rather the podcast is pretty technical like if you if we talk about it then you have you already have to be a fan of the, of the nba to follow us right uh so in my head it's always been that we want to become more india friendly we want to uh, cater to an audience who may not know every who may not know what a back pick is but they understand b- basketball so how can we make our content more entertaining for those audiences uh that is one otherwise it's just about you know having fun so when video started then we create started creating video trailers so that was fun so as as long as every uh, season we can do something fun that's fine 
that's i mean that's uh, the basic uh, idea for us but uh, connecting with in an indian audience is uh, what you know the eventual aim is at least for me that's very cool ashwin um so before we let you go i i i have one last question for you and i will not let you go until you actually make a decision on this are you ready for this <laughs> you know you're not ready i didn't i did not prepare you I, so I, i'm ready now okay so 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 when we spoke uh, when i was on bolis bay like i think it was about a month ago you had yes. mentioned that you mentioned your sort of nba fan journey you said that you you mm-hmm. became an okc fan because of durant yes. durant left you became a westbrook fan and now yes. westbrook's gone and he's with washington so you're now a quote unquote nba fan which sounds very utilitarian like ha 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 everyone love everybody but no you have to decide yeah. now what team do you support in the nba ashwin who are you rooting uh, for to win the title or basically who, who do you like to watch who, who you know what's your team um i don't know man i'm a little i'm there's still i i watch wizards games uh, last month i was watching wizards games i got fed up of watching wizards game because of the way they were playing not just because of the way they were losing it's just because of the way they're playing then i was like okay fine i'll go back to okc but then you know at okc there is no star there so i'm like uh it's fun but you know it's not really that much fun without any sort of superstar playing at the team and uh, then now i watch the nets play i i watch the nets uh, games very closely and i i think uh, i th- i think the series, the finals will be fun i i'm not going to say that nets will win for sure even though they have more offensive firepower but i think the finals will be a fun series but um, i don't know i i don't think i can be a nets fan and all but that's just a ridiculous way to talk that is not a i don't accept that answer who are you rooting for to win i, I i'm not rooting asking for, you to predict i i i really i i think i've gone past rooting i i'm not rooting i i think i've taken a page from uh, koshik's book only it's like uh, i don't really have that kind of a uh, favorite team who i'm rooting for i would really love to root for okc but maybe when bronny james uh, joins us we'll Uh, we'll do that and lebron joins us because he wants to play with them but i i really i really have no ah, i want the i like i i remember i used to like like let go of sleep and watch the okc thunder that 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 kind of feeling is not there for me anymore okay i i used to get sad get happy uh, I, my emotions were like a function of you know uh, russ's uh, jump shot uh, variations but all of that is gone like i i don't have any of those kind of feelings anymore i i still watch the wizards play i i watch wizards nets uh, celtics raptors but i i don't have any uh, horse in the race anymore which is sad but you know maybe it's just me getting older ashwin if your emotions were a product of russell's jump shot variations then i think you may need therapy my friend that is just <laughs> that is a very very sad situation <laughs> but uh, uh, and check <laughs> uh but but dude thank you so much for giving us your time thank you so much for joining us on this oh, like extended thank you for uh, inviting me i mean i i just want to say i i whenever i remember whenever you because you guys release your episode on the on podbean right and you have that blogs blog also yeah i like whenever i ha- you guys release an episode i'm like either workout time which i used to before or uh, cab time i w- i would be listening to the podcast just to be like okay you know yeah are they doing something interesting which we can copy are they doing something you know fun something somewhere is happening some idea which i can take away so i have not missed a single episode i'm not 
uh, in full honesty, I have not see, uh, been able to hear episode 100, but I have listened to more or less every other episode. I'm a big fan and like you guys are, uh, you know, OGs for a reason. Thank you so much for having me. Thank, thank you so much for the support and honestly, you guys are killing it. Really, really proud of what you guys have done in such a short time, uh, especially with like the, the new media. Uh, so yeah, uh, let's, as long as like Indian basketball fans keep growing together, it'll be good for all of us. Thank you, Ashwin, for joining us on Hoop Darshan, man. Take care. So big thanks to Ashwin again for joining us on Hoop Darshan. That was a great chat. Um, yeah, I, I didn't get a chance to say this to him, but we should probably do like a a two-on-two Hoopdarshan versus Ballis Bay match at some point in in life, if that if the circumstances ever present itself. Um, Karan, do you do did you back us in that? The the two-on-two match, yeah, sure. If 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 you want my like busted ass as your teammate, yep, that that's all you're gonna get. But <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> Look, you you you're just gonna channel your inner Vishesh, and that should be enough. Just get that's a floating. It. That's it, my, my floating three-pointers all day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, excellent stuff. Thanks once again to Ashwin for joining us. Um, and as always, thanks to you, the listeners, for tuning in to Hoop Darshan and making this podcast what it is. Um, if you want to reach us on Twitter, Karan is at Hoopistani and at Karan Madhokwan. Uh, if, you want, if you want to listen to him uh, or read him talk about his favorite book lines, the current Madhok account is the, is the one to go. But if you if you want to listen to uh, Indian basketball news, which is now uh, few and far between, as, as not not as much as you used to current, but still still going strong. That's that's Hoopistani. Uh, and if you want a bunch of random shit and opinions, then you can follow me at underscore Kaushik Seven. Uh, and the podcast is at Hoop Darshan. We're also available on Facebook, iTunes, SoundCloud, and a bunch of different places. Um, hit us up if you have any questions. We'll, we'll shout you out. If you have any comments, feedback, stuff like that is always welcome. Uh, but until next time, hashtag India Basketball.